1: Hello and welcome to the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. My name is Gunnar and I'm joined this week by Tom. Hello Tom, how's it going? Hi Gunnar, how are you? Yeah, doing very well. Uh, Just the two of us. Peter, he's on his holly Bobs, So you're going to have to make do with just the two of us. Uh, It's episode 50 (laughs) actually of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. So this little podcast, we've we've come a long way. eh?
2: Half a century.
1: Not bad, not bad. I'd say we get straight into it. Uh, get the elephant in the room, out of the way. Scotland, down and out, going home. Uh, goes to show, if you don't beat the small nations, England, uh, you you need to go home.
2: This is it. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to happen anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to cry over it. <laughs> <So yeah.
1: laughs> Just proved uh, Cro- Croatia were too good for Scotland. Huh?
2: Yeah, too much. Too much. I had, I had it left in the tank and they went for it.
1: Both teams had to go for it, uh, and just too much quality, I think, uh, with Croatia. What, what can you do if Modric pulls pulls one of them out? You know, it's like, Marshall, no chance. I thought for the third goal, he had no chance either. It, it is what it is. Yeah, this is it. Right. Uh, I'd say we get into our points for match day three. Very well, average uh, points for me, at least, uh, again. Do you want to start? Tell us your match day three points, then.
2: I got 39 points in total. Marat up front got me zero. Griezmann got me one. Yaramchuk got me two. Midfield Yarmolenko got me two. nabri got me two. Kimmich got me two. KDB got me six points. I got more points in defence. Jordi Alba got me eight points. Captain Gosens got me two. Meili, the Danish defender, got me eight points. And the Spanish goalkeeper, Simon, got me six points.
1: Right, I have Peter's team here. He's got 45 points overall. Uh, Two points each from Belotti and Embolo. Marlen five points. Four points from his captain, Nabri, Chiesa, three points. KDB, six points. Gosens, just a one. Then John Stones and Emerson, six points each. Pau Torres, four points. And Bachmann, I think it is, uh, in goals for him for six points. So forty-five overall. I had fifty points overall. Bellotti with two, Malin five points, Yamolenko and Kimmich, two points each. My captain, I switched that on the last day to Havertz. You got fourteen points. Kiesa, three, KDB six points, Hardy Alba eight points. Then a point each for Robin Gosens and uh, Robertson. And my goalkeeper was Stecklenburg with uh, six points. So the fifty overall. Nice. How, how how did your rank go did it, are you on a green arrow or
2: i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> let's have a look uh, overall no big red arrow what right about the million mark
1: yeah same same for me and peter as well we've dropped uh, i've gone down to now 900k so uh, i've listened back to last week's episode uh, reaching uh, the 100 or 200k it's it's getting further and further away from us but uh <laughs> we'll, so. we'll keep trying <laughs> <laughs> right um i would say we'll do you want to go through the results of the the games just played or do you just want to get into the next round then and and speak about that in fixtures um we okay, can. if you have notes we can go through the games
2: yeah we can go through the games and we can we can talk about some of the results as well along the way right um so the first tie in the last sixteen is Wales versus Denmark. Uh, Denmark obviously got through on the back of that four-one win versus Russia. I actually didn't think they would do it. If you listen, if you listen back to the pod last time, I said it. Was, well, it's either going to be Finland or Russia that's going to be second. Um, but no, <laughs> Denmark got through in the end on goal difference. Um, how did you? How did you? How did you feel about that, Gunnar?
1: Uh, I wasn't sure. Like Denmark, Russia, uh, pretty even on paper for me, but just uh, I think the emotion of playing at home in Copenhagen uh, just just saw Denmark going through. I, I thought um, Russia then had to win for it, had to go for it. Uh, so they committed a lot of players forward, and then they just uh, got countered. And some cracking goals, uh, just some 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 cracking long shots in that game, and uh, Denmark deservedly true have Wales now in the next round. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, maybe, I mean, Male, he scored another goal, a uh, cracking goal as well. He, he's a cheapie who you could be, uh, like, like play him. And then if you if you have to uh, substitute someone on from, from your bench, that's someone you could go for. Or maybe Wales. We spoke about Gareth Bale last week. I mentioned Conor Roberts. It really depends who you think is, is going to go through from this tie, I suppose.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at this time, I mean, for me, I, I don't really think there's too many big standouts. Bale managed two assists in the three group games, but for, for 9.6 million, I think there's probably better options out there. Um, in terms of uh, the Danes, Hoyberg, 5.5 million midfielder. We obviously know him from his time at Southampton and Spurs. He managed three assists in the group stage, and he's actually top for key passes. Um, within the groups with 14. Uh, just a fun fact here. Frankie de Jong, he's second with 11. So, maybe a nice cheap way option if you're looking at Holland.
1: Yep. What do you think of uh, Yusuf Paulsen, the striker for Denmark? Are you interested in him at all?
2: Probably not, no. I think, I think the strikers are where you're going to get your points. Yeah. And I think if you're going to go for it for a... A cheap strike. I think there's better options. I think, I think there's better options coming up.
1: Yeah, I think I agree. I agree. And then the second fixture on the Saturday, the second of the round of 16, is Italy against Austria. Italy made eight changes, if I'm correct, I think, in the last group game. Um, we got the lineup before, so, so we knew uh, what to expect. But they haven't conceded a goal, I think. Uh, nope. Nine points, scored seven. Uh, even mm-hmm. with like a, with like a, yeah, second string eleven, they stopped the goalkeeper as well. I think uh, it was a nice gesture of Man- Mancini there. But Italy against Austria now in the round of 16, can you see past Italy? Do you think Austria could provide an upset there?
2: No, I, I can't see past Italy to be honest with you. I like, think Italy really—they had a fantastic group stage and uh, they really surprised me with how they've how they've performed. Um there's there's a wealth of uh, options going ahead in this fixture. You've got uh, Mobili, he's probably the stand-up for Italy, two goals, and one assist, ten point one million, which which isn't too bad. I mean, there's there's one strikers up there that will set you back around about 12 marks, so that's an extra two million to, to spend. Uh, defender as well, Spinozola. He managed an assist uh, and also managed a couple of clean sheets i don't know did, he didn't play the he didn't start the last game did he i don't think he did no you know so he didn't get that clean sheet but you imagine he's probably going to play every game going forward as long as they're in the competition uh there's even a nice cheap midfield option as well in the form of uh locatelli 5.7 mid he's managed two goals as well uh, being in mind we're now allowed four players from each team now that we're into the last 16 we also have an extra five million to spend too so if you wanted to go quadruple, which I don't know, I don't know, I think triples and quadruples are maybe a bit risky at this stage, um, but if you did, you could you could go for Locatelli as well. Defender Bonucci, he played all three games, uh, so for those looking for someone perhaps assured of starts, I think he's a decent option as well. Hmm. Um, it's probably hard to suggest any Austrians, I think, because we're kind of back in Italy really to go out there and do a job. The only player that got more than a single attack in return for Austria in the group stages was uh, David Oliver with two assists, and he's a 5.5 million defender. So I'm not really too sure. It's worth noting, though, that the, the winner of this game, which is probably likely to be Italy, is probably going to play Belgium or Portugal. So if you're going to load up on Italians, then and you're maybe going to have three or four of them, then you're going to have to maybe be assured that you're going to, they're going to get a result against Belgium or Portugal, because then you're going to have three or four Italians that you're going to have to get rid of. And between now, this round, the last 16 and the quarterfinals, you're only getting three transfers. So it's maybe better to diversify at this point and then start to load up as the the competition progresses. But how do you you feel about it?
1: I think it makes total sense. What you see as well with, we're not loading up too much on on certain teams Uh, at the minute i have two italians in my my wildcard team now i think i would want to upgrade it to three but i wouldn't go down the four uh route no i've I've just checked i actually have uh, four dutch players in my team because i I kind of (laughs) forgot about stecklenburg in goal i was like wait why can't i get another dutch player but i have the goalie already so um yeah. I might have to rethink that, you know, take one of the Dutch, maybe i take one more Italian in, but I want to say you picked out Holland and Portugal, uh, as very good going forward based on their XG stats, uh, last mm-hmm. week and going on to the, the next game, uh, on the Sunday, that's the Netherlands against Czech Republic. Uh, so you were definitely right. Holland definitely have goals in them. Vinaldom again on the score sheet. Um, can you see past the Dutch? I, I think they're they're certain to go through against Czech Republic.
2: I'd say so, yeah. I think like the Italians, they've had a great group campaign as well. Three wins, two clean sheets. The main attackers are probably Wijnaldum. He got three goals and he's only 0.1 million and a midfielder as well. And uh, Depay kind of
1: hmm.
2: coasted along beneath the surface. He got two goals and two assists. And again, another 10.1 million striker there. But well, probably the, the main standout for me was Denzel Dumfries. Uh, he managed two goals. He's a defender. He's actually sixth out of all players for, for XG. And that's not too bad for a 5.6 million defender. If they do progress through this tie, which we, we probably think they will, then they'll actually go on to play either Wales or Denmark. Yeah, so you'd go. imagine them, I don't know, I, I I would imagine them to to probably get through that round as well. So... I'd be, I'm, unlike the Italians, I'd be slightly more confident in maybe looking at a triple or a quadruple yeah. for the Dutch.
1: I totally Aubrey. agree. I have the, I have the same, well, four players actually. So it's it's Depay, Vinaldum, Dumfries for having my team, and then, well, so I have Stecklenburg as well with Simon on the bench. Um, I I can definitely see them keeping a clean sheet. Uh, against the Czechs now so they would probably be the Dutch would probably be my only team where I would consider the quadruple up but the triple up for me is pie Vinaldum Dumfries that's, that's set in stone, I'm not going to move from them uh, also watching Vinaldum no. for for the national team makes me think that Liverpool they, they had a good player there but they might have not always got the best out of him or at least no. the role that he played in just Suited him, yeah, but having mm. him playing further, further forward, he, he could have produced more, just like number-wise, he could have been a better player. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, then... In terms the of the next... Czechs, do you fancy anybody? Oh, yeah. Ooh, uh, looking at my team, I have no Czechs players, and I'm not interested.
2: Are you? No. The only player I could really point at would be Patrick Schick. Schick, yeah. Because he managed three goals in the, the group stage. He he might be a decent option if you don't rate Holland's chances of a clean sheet. Hmm. But he's 8.4 million, so he's he's not that cheap. So probably not. I'd 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 doubt I'd go near any of the checks, to be honest with you. That's probably the thing.
1: Not. We're then in like this like kind kind of cheapish striker uh, area where where Paulson for Denmark, for example, is in as well. But I think if you go a little bit more expensive, you you could get, I don't know, a French striker for 10 million or or an Italian striker, dipay even, who, who we've mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if you go a little bit cheaper, then you can go for someone. Yaremchuk, is it for Ukraine, for example? So yep. I think this like 8 million uh, striker, I, I think either way you go, like lower or higher, I think there is better chance of points returns. Definitely. Next fixture on the Sunday then, Belgium against Portugal. So one of the bigger ties, two favourites, uh, facing each other Ronaldo with two goals again uh, mm-hmm. in the game against France and um, Belgium just very secure in their last game as well um who do you think is going to go through in this tie? It's a, it's a difficult
2: one for me Belgium obviously got three wins in the group stage it wasn't as difficult a group as say Portugal um but they managed three wins, and but they had injuries to key players like KDB, Hazard, and they still managed to, to do well. Uh, speaking of KDB as well, despite only one start, he managed one goal and two assists in the group stages. So that's not bad at all. Um, another player I like for Belgium is Mounier, a defender. He got one goal and one assist. And obviously, we can't mention Belgium without speaking about Lukaku getting his three goals. they're probably the three players you've maybe focus on if you you fancy Belgium to get Mm -hmm. through but it is quite a tricky tie I'd probably be wary of of the the triple up because as we mentioned you only get three transfers if you triple up on Belgium Portugal go through your three transfers are tied up and getting rid of the Belgians yeah um so maybe one or two but Because it's such a close tie, I'm not really going to go all in on either side, to be honest with you. Portugal, obviously, Ronaldo, for anyone that's not guessed, he's top for XG. He managed five goals and one assist in the group stage.
0: Jota is not a bad option.
2: But based on the group results, I think they're likely to concede to Belgium. Because obviously they they managed to beat Hungary 3-0, which you would expect, but they conceded four goals against Germany and two goals against France. Um, So I probably wouldn't be backing any Portuguese defenders. And they're probably going to have to come out and attack as well, because if they're conceding against Belgium, who we know are a very attacking side, then they're going to have to come out um, and try and get some goals. And the main man for that is Ronaldo. So I think he's probably a decent option as well. You could maybe go one from either side and then whichever team doesn't go through, you can obviously drop that play and uh, burn one of your your three, your three transfers that way.
1: I think for me, this is one of the hardest uh, fixtures to call because like you say, yeah. you, you go for someone like Munir and then, but he's coming up against Ronaldo who we know he can always score. So that's a clean sheet points wiped out there. Portugal defensively, n- not that good, but, it's it's like you say you you put all your eggs there in one basket and then the other team go through and that's all your your three transfers then used up. So I would probably do the same as you if you if you try and like level it out that you go a player each. Um, obviously, Lukaku he's always good for a goal, but it's the same with with Ronaldo. So generally, for me, and I know we have England against Germany coming up, but for me, this mm. one Belgium against Portugal is probably the hardest one to call. And yeah looking at my team right now, I've got, I've got no players from either side because I just don't, like, I, I don't know who's going to go through. It's like you, you, like I say, you, you play Munir and then Ronaldo gets another penalty and that's your clean sheet points gone. Like, uh, let me find, uh, Peter's team real quick. Does he have anyone in? Yeah. So Peter, I know he had Munir in the first draft he sent me. So he's dropped Munir, uh, and the only player from that fixture is Lukaku up top. Right. Definitely can make a case for that. But but see, he's he's swerving this fixture a little bit as well because it's just too, mm-hmm. too hard to call. Definitely. Right. And then we go on to the Monday. Croatia against Spain. Spain hammered. Uh, who did they even play in the last... Slovakia. Slovakia. I mean, Morata missing a penalty. Uh, I, I work with a Spanish guy, and uh, he was just showing me all these like memes from from his Spanish mates because Morata missing again. But um, I mean, Morata went off, and ten seconds later, Ferran Torres getting the goal, and you're like, yeah. Uh, but then it was Moreno who missed the penalty in the game before. But overall, they they totally played them off the park, and it's a tough one to call, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe Spain have played themselves into a bit of form now. You could say the same yep. thing about Croatia. Uh, I think I would I would back Spain in, in this game, though.
2: Yeah, probably back Spain as well. The, the, the manage, it was nil-nil against Sweden. They've mm. got one goal against Poland, which was Murata with a Moreno assist. And then it was obviously all the, the goals came. in the final game against Slovakia. Two of them were actually own goals. Dubravka, the first goal was an own goal, and the Mm. last goal was uh, Kuka. Uh, Other than that, Laporte got a goal, Moreno assist, Sarabia goal, and Jordi Alba assist, and then it was Ferran Torres and Sarabia an assist. So that boy Sarabia, I think that was the the first game he actually started. Mm. Um, Worth noting as well, we've mentioned X, XG per ninety, Ronaldo was top, but sec- sitting in second and third. Second is Maratta and third is Moreno. If we're looking at the numbers, okay. which is interesting, I think if I was going to pick one, I'd probably go Moreno just because he's cheaper. Hmm. He's got an assist potential as well. Um, I'd probably go with Moreno. He's cheaper, frees up right. some more funds as well. He's probably likely to play on the either side of Mar- Maratta. Um, they did manage two clean sheets as well and if you're not really rating Croatia then you could look at getting a defender too, obviously you're the other managing assist, so he might be a decent option he is quite expensive, I think he's like 6.1 no, that's the only thing yep. if you're looking at the Croatians, they lost 1-0 against England they only managed a 1-1 draw against the Czech Republic and their win came against Scotland cool. I didn't really rate from the start of the competition, they had no clean sheets in that time um so you probably fancy Spain to get at least one goal
1: do you think one of the strikers uh Moreno or Morata is going to be on penalties still they both missed one now and like took turns do you think it's going to go back to Moreno now the next one who
2: else would take them that's the thing
1: mm-hmm.
2: who else okay. would you have taken them depends who's on the pitch I suppose it might cycle back it might go back to Moreno again
1: i like the boy sarabia he's in my uh wildcard draft so far i had alba uh and uh, the goalkeeper simon for for this last match day um both got the clean sheet you say alba got the got the assist as well i, I didn't have to bring on simon because i got the clean sheet there from Stecklenberg. but six points each um oh yeah, like I say, I'll back Spain in this and oh, it looks like I'm going for the triple up currently um, I know Peter, I've seen it here, he's got Sarabia and Laporte mm-hmm. I still fancy Alba over Laporte though, I think the same yeah. price as well
2: yeah, yeah yeah, Laporte 6.1 goal. Mm. Whoever, whoever wins this tie will go on to play either France or Switzerland though so be wary of that. Depends if you fancy France or Switzerland, though.
1: <laughs> well, do you fancy France or Switzerland, though, Tom? Um,
2: I, in terms of France, I think they've been kind of underwhelming considering the sort uh, the of pedigree of the players that's there. Um, they managed a 1 0 win against Germany, and you know, Germany have had their ups and downs. It was only a 1 1 draw against Hungary, and then it was a 2 2 draw against Portugal. And the win against Germany, it was just was it was a own goal, yeah, own goal, Hummels. Yeah, so you they've not been that convincing in the group stages. Probably the standout, maybe Benzema getting his mm. brace against Portugal. Even then, did Portugal keep any clean sheets? I don't know if they did. And then Griezmann got a we'll goal be. as well versus Hungary. Um, and then oh, it was Hummels that got the own goal. Sorry. Um, It's, I don't know, it's, it's hard picking a French player. Uh, Benzema is actually top for the XG per 90 amongst the French, 0.57. But there's actually 13 players above him that, are, that have got better um, in terms of this stat. Denzel Dumfries is one of them, the defender mm-hmm. from Holland. Uh, Arnold Trevic is one of them. Moreno Havertz is one of them. Morata, he's one of them. Obviously, Ronaldo as well. So there is better options out there. So it's, I think it's kind of hard to back France. If you're, if you're looking at Switzerland, though, the, the only manager had won one draw against Wales. Uh, they lost 3-0 against Italy. And then they managed to beat Turkey 3-1, who, despite me banging their drum, <laughs> Turkey was <were> ru- rubbish. <laughs> um, so they really got through on the back of a win against mm. Turkey and a draw against Wales. Um, but even then, they've conceded in every game. And even Turkey managed to score against them, so you would fancy France to get at least one goal there as well. So I don't know if I, if you if you had to if you, if you forced me, I'd probably say France are going to go through. I think they could probably they've got they've got the the ability to kick
1: on and, and start pushing through the competition now. I agree. I think the thing with with France is like you feel that they kind of have like like a couple more gears that they couldn't go up to. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, they've, they've not kept a clean sheet. And uh, even like offensively, I think Mbappe hasn't really clicked yet. And uh, Benzema is probably the, the most exciting ones, so po- like points return wise. But I really feel like th- there are several levels that uh, France still has to go up to. And uh, coming now into like the knockout stages, I just think that they, they're going to have too much uh, about them against mm-hmm. against switzerland i think
2: yeah i probably agree with that do you fancy any swiss players
1: oh, so, Maybe. so i tried mbolo last game week uh, that 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 didn't work uh so if i had to pick one i'd probably go for shakiri yeah i think if, if, you, if you
2: really want to get a, a swiss player shakiri's probably a man two goals one assist 7.2 million midfielder so he's not that expensive either
1: mm-hmm. Also, yeah, he had two price rises then as well, yeah. If you want to, interesting. And then on a the Tuesday, the last two games. Let's start with this one: Sweden against Ukraine. I, uh, looking at my team, I'm not. I'm not too sure who, who I'm back in actually. So I have currently. I see. I've, I've I've changed it. I'm I'm back in uh, Ukraine in this one. I have Yarmolenko in my team. I had Yaremchuk <laughs> uh, up top for a wee while, and then I was like, "If do I want to double up or do I go for Yaremchuk as a cheap striker and then go for Forsberg, who's in like a similar kind of uh, price bracket to, to Yarmolenko? It just, again, it really depends like who you're backing here and you're probably going to be able to tell us who the winner of this uh, fixture is going to face in the next round and if you then actually want any of these players
2: so they're going to play England or Germany. Whoever wins this time, I'm actually the opposite to you. I actually fancy Sweden. I okay. think Sweden. Uh, they're, they're, I think they're pretty good defensively. It was a nil-nil against Spain, a one-nil win against Slovakia, and then three-two win against Poland. And it was Lewandowski that they conceded against. So he's not a diddy He's a, you know he's a decent striker. He's fair, pretty much. Poland's only decent player. You could argue. <laughs> <perhaps>. <laughs> Forsberg as well, midfielder, seven point seven million, and he's managed three goals in the group stages as well. Looking at the Ukraine, oh sorry, I think in my draft I've got Forsberg and I have Robin Olsen, the goalkeeper. Okay. Two clean sheets. And he's also decent for save points as well. He f- saved five shots against Spain and six shots against Poland, so he managed to get some. Uh, extra points for that too so even if he doesn't get the clean sheet he may bag you some extra points in terms of ukraine they lost 2-0 against the netherlands they managed to beat north macedonia 2-1 but they conceded to north macedonia and they lost 1-0 to austria as well there's no clean sheets the the two the, the two standouts in this fixture are yaramchuk and yaramalenko both two goals and one assist um, but, I just think Sweden are solid at the back. I, I think they may struggle, and the Lin, whoever wins this will then have to go and play England or Germany, and I'm not excited about either England or Germany. But uh, maybe you can tell us a bit more about Germany. You know,
1: I, I tell you what, though, the longer you spoke about uh, Sweden against Ukraine, you you have me doubting picking my Ukrainian <laughs> players here. <I'm, laughs> I might have to switch allegiances uh, to Sweden. Let's check what Peter has. Who who does he have in his team? Uh, Forsberg. Yeah, see, he's gone with the Swedish player as well. Yeah. Well done, (laughs) Peter. Right. You mentioned it there. Last fixture of the round of 16. England against Germany. Uh, cuckoo either way, you know. uh, Yep. I mean, I've seen the tweets. Gary Lineker, in the end, it's always the Germans winning, you know. But both teams, I think haven't really started into the tournament. I think there's more to come Mm -hmm. from both teams. Germany's struggling against Hungary, who I thought played very well, very organized defensively. They started very deep. After they scored, they were even deeper. There was just no space between the lines there for Germany to play in. The subs that Germany can make as well, you you bring on players like Werner, you have players on the pitch like Sané, these players need space, and there was just no space. Uh, I thought Hungary played that really, really well, and there's a lot of criticism of the German uh, team here in our national news, but I think you just have to credit Hungary. They're no ditties, they're no Mm -hmm. pushovers, and um, Germany, lucky on the night to go through, but deserved as well, in my opinion, that they go through. England only scored two goals so far, Raheem Sterling twice. Overall, I I watched the highlights from the last England game, and I was surprised they could even find, you know, highlights to fill the seven minutes that they, they <laughs> made this highlight packet out. Um, they really have to turn it up a notch. Uh, I think they need to integrate Sancho into the team, uh, wing play, crossing into the box. I think you can you, you can really trouble Germany with that. You've you seen it. Some balls over the top were just Germany. They play with such a high line and then you just get in behind. Uh, and then, if you're just fearless against Neuer, you've seen it. Hungary scored, uh, even even him, uh, he like Neuer couldn't do anything. And this this like three at the back for Germany. I don't think Lew is going to change it, but I also don't think it's going to work. Like, or it, it might work <laughs> against England, but it's like I think overall it's just not working. They should be playing with the four at the back, but but that this game just. <sighs> I back Germany to go through. I have two Germans in my team: Gosens and Havertz. Yep,
2: those were my, my two picks. I and, don't have them in my team though. But my two—if you had to i had to pick two German players. I picked Havertz and Gosens.
1: And yeah, it's, it's just no England at home at Wembley. But I think I think the Germans are going to have a little bit more nerves about it, and mm-hmm. England are going to go out. What do you think?
2: Yeah. Well, England's group matches was a win against Croatia, only 1-0. The 0-0 draw against Scotland and then just a 1-0 win against the Czech Republic. So it was two goals, three clean sheets. It was Sterling that scored those two goals. So I suppose if you're going to go for England, you probably want to buy Sterling. Mm. Uh, and if you want assured of start starters and you think England are going to keep a clean sheet, then Stones started all three of those games. So... If you don't fancy Germany to score, I probably think they will. I mean, they managed to put four goals past Portugal, mm. who aren't a rubbish team. Uh, Hungary, as you mentioned, well organised, solid at the back. They managed two goals there as well, and they managed to. I mean, the only goal that they conceded in the, when they conceded against France it was just an own goal. So yeah, you know, they can they can. They can defend against teams if they want. So, I don't know. I, th- I think it'll probably go close in Germany or maybe just nick it with a 1-0. I
1: don't think it's going to be a good game, like you say. Uh, it's going to be like a 1-0, 2-1, something like that, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, definitely. I
1: think that's all the fixtures now, isn't I it? I think that's all the fixtures, yeah. So, we, we've mentioned it before. He He's in my team, that is in my team. So, maybe we'll just go through our teams. Do you have a wildcard draft ready? I do. But, yeah. Do you, do you want to tell us? Let me get oh. mm-hmm. So, maybe while you do this, I have Peter's team here. So, the latest draft that he has sent me uh, up top he's got Benzema, Lukaku, and Tipei. Then, Vinaldo in midfield, Sarabia for Spain, Goretzka, who I picked out, by the way, in the last podcast, who I wanted to to see in the Germany midfield. He only went on and scored that goal that saw us through. So well done, Goretzka in Peter's team. Then you got Berardi for Italy in midfield. Uh, Spinazzola, Gosens and Domfries. And he has Donna Donnarumma in goal. And then on the bench, he has Stecklenburg, Laporte, Forsberg and Kimpembe for the French team.
2: Uh, in my team, I have Ronaldo up front, Dipe and Moreno. In midfield, I've got Wijnaldum, KDB, Forsberg, Insigne, and Locatelli. Mm. At the back, I've got Spinazzola, Laporte. I've got John Stones in there just now. I don't think he's going to be in my final draft. Um, and then, obviously, Denzel Dumfries. Uh, in goals, I've got Robin Olsen uh, and mm. also danny ward for wales just as a, as a cheapy um and my other one is just i've just got a four million switzerland player that's not going to play right
1: <laughs> yeah my my draft uh subject to change especially because we spoke about it now i i currently have yusuf Poulsen up top so that might get changed and i have Depay and mbappe Vinaldum, sarabia Yamolenko will probably change into forsberg uh, Berardi, Jodi Alba, Spinazzola Dumfries, and goal I have Stecklenburg, and then my bench currently Simon, Havertz, Kimpembe, and Robin Golsens. So this is me back in the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> no, no English players in this team. No. <laughs> John Stone's just getting the boot
2: out of mine, so there's no English in mine either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. I think that that pretty much covers it. Do you you have any more stats or or notes that you want to get off your chest?
2: No, no, that's me. I'm relieved of my notes. Just making sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right then, is it time for our plugs, no?
2: I said time for the plugs, yep. I am at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. As mentioned last week, pretty pretty quiet through the summer, Um, but looking forward to getting back for some Scottish football very soon.
1: Yep. My Twitter also very quiet at the minute. It's at Gunner underscore FPL. i seen the Fantasy Scotland, they, they put out a tweet uh, today, like waiting for the, for the uh, game to restart. So I think so that's a little teaser for, for us. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's going to get started soon. And then we're going to see all the new rules and new ways to get points. So once, once that starts, then the Twitter is going to get a bit more lively peter he's at fantasy half the podcast is at fantasy half follow him as well and uh, i think we'll we'll be back uh, next thursday we said uh, for then the quarterfinals yeah for our roundup of the round round of 16 and uh, the transfers we make and the quarterfinals right excellent that's it from us Uh, say goodbye tom bye-bye and goodbye from me